Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, and, and I like to say it's personal to me more so in some ways, you know, we we think about the civilians. Mm-hmm. You, I think you used that word earlier, you know, the civilians that pay in that community. And it, but ultimately for me, I think that does come back down to families, you know, cause so often they, what, what marriages and what families are, mm-hmm. those are the things that are being attacked yeah. in that because, you know, that's, I, I think in some ways that is from my perspective, that is the, the image of God, mm-hmm. you know, a designed image of God in that in that process. So we have to dismantle that mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, to be able to, you know, kind of, shall we say, try to erase that image yeah. that's there, you know, that impression, if you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, so yeah, I think, you know, so often it really does come back to that dynamic and we, you know, we go away from, you know, the aspect of what God has designed, you know, through his church, through, you know, these, these, that we are designed to live in this social interaction, this relational interaction. And yet, you know, it's about, you know, separating the government Mm -hmm. comes to kind of, I mean, if you will, kind of almost Satan's model, not, not saying all government Mm -hmm. is Satan, but you know what I mean? You know, to, to divide and destroy, whereas God came to, you know, bring together and unify. And it's just, uh, it's just interesting how, when we turn, it's, it's very much like you're saying, when we aren't basing things on the truth, Mm -hmm. we're left with that lie. And suddenly it's years mm. down the road before we suddenly realize, oh my goodness, this was this was fallacy. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I appreciate that point in the in that mm-hmm. part. One of the reasons I I feel like Christianity is so compelling, mm. and and what the Bible teaches really is true. It, it stems from what you said, Mark, mm. where the nuclear family, marriage, and Mm. husband and wife bearing children that is the image of god sure and that is what all healthy civilizations are built on Mm. and throughout history going back to the the grecian empire the roman empire way back we have seen empires fall when Mm. the nuclear family and marriage becomes corrupted Mm. and one of the reasons why communism was so evil is because Karl marx hated Christianity in particular, but he also hated the institution of marriage and the nuclear family. Wow. And Marxism, it one of its mm. you know, one of its bedrock principles is there will be no marriage, there will be no oh, male wow. and female roles to play in society, and children will be raised by the collective, wow. not by parents. And so throughout communism in, in the 20th century, we mm. saw that played out where marriage was marriages were dissolved and children were raised not by parents but by the state wow. and that was one of the reasons why communism never worked and it collapsed sure. the unfortunate part is that it wasn't just an experiment that failed and people learned from it right. it it resulted in the deaths of millions of people sure and so that that's one of the reasons why i get a little upset when i see people advocating for communism here Mm. in the United States sure, and trying to bring back these principles where, you know, 
parents don't have the right to raise their children. Yeah. We need to delegate that right to the state. The state mm. knows how to raise our kids better than we do. That fires me up. Sure. Because how can you say that? It's because you haven't studied history. Mm. Sure. The, the, those of us who have, we can say, we know how this ends. We, we've seen this story played out. Mm. We, we already know how the mm. ending is. And um, so it's a, it's a volitional denial of what we should have already learned. No. I th- I think too though, history looking at history um, is one example of our lenses, right? In mm-hmm. my view of the truth versus your view of the truth. And I believe many of the cases where you said, um, if we look at history, we'll see X. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. possible to be on the <clears throat> atheist side, the communist side, and say, well, if I look at history, I see Y. I see Christians were involved in that problem. I see the mm. church was involved in that problem. I see, you know what I mean? In, in almost unilaterally, if I, if you wanted to, and if your view was bent that way, you could say, no, I, I think the problem is God. There mm. is, you mm. know, Christian, you know, people's weak mind to have to depend on something bigger than themselves prevented them from doing the right the thing. crutch. Yes, exactly. And so, I think that um, as much as relative truth is debunkable, it's not avoidable, right? Like, there will be a relative truth. And again, that's how I see it, right? Like, mm-hmm. no matter no matter how much we admit that there is a central truth, it doesn't avoid the fact that there's also relative truth. And by, what I mean mm-hmm. by that is the relative truth isn't the truth, but it's there, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, mm-hmm. we have to play by the those rules, a lot of times, like where if I want to have a conversation with that atheist, and I, I put you on the spot earlier to say, speak like an atheist, good, go, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, good luck, right? But if I want to have that conversation with the atheist, I can't say, your view's wrong, my view is right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because my view isn't the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times we get in those crap flinging battles, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's like, you know, your view's wrong and my view's right. No, my view's, you know, your view's wrong and my view's right. Mm, And ultimately that will never be a successful battle. We have to appeal to a higher truth. Problem is there, again, in that conversation where I'm talking to an atheist, if I appeal to that high authority, higher authority they don't agree with, well, at the end, we'll probably have to come to agree to disagree. And that's, has to be okay, Mm -hmm. right? Getting back to, um, what I mentioned before, I think this is where following the consequences mm. becomes important because you're absolutely right. I can't walk up to an atheist and say, you're wrong because he's just going to throw that right back in in my face because, again, how we see it is different. Well, I think it's even important. We're, we're going with the atheists, you know, Christian, but I think, you know, we could even translate this to other religions, other dynamics. Oh, sure. Or even you know. Christians yes, on other that Christians. side of the aisle fighting for this thing that i disagree with like, yeah it, i just want to broaden to go all that. the way to eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's not Thank so you. yeah i'm granted this is a polarizing topic but i think yeah. there's other pole you yeah. know there's other poles in that dynamic that you're expressing sorry yeah. jeff didn't mean to interrupt that's all right i i feel like it's it's having those conversations is a lot more effective if you say okay let's assume your view is correct mm-hmm. what follows logically from that and then you keep going and if you like where you end up, great. Mm. But if you 
logically follow the conclusion all the way to the end and you realize this is a scary place to be Mm. it's all based on that foundation where did we start maybe that's where the problem is and that's how math how you prove theorems in math Mm. that's that's how it happens sure Uh, one of the very common ways to prove theorems in mathematics is the proof by contradiction where you assume a premise is true or false sure and then you follow all of the previously established rules and if you end up in a contradiction it goes all the way back and you have to assume your foundation was false sure and so you you do the logical opposite of it and you've proved it true Hmm. does that make sense yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, basically a hypothesis null and void i mean to that degree you're you're proving that point and if it doesn't if it doesn't add up if it doesn't if what you're thinking doesn't make sense, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I like I like the way, like you say, you know, it's important for us to basically pull the thread Yeah, in mm-hmm. some ways and, and then pull the thread and then pull the thread into the point of being able to say, okay, is this what we thought it was? Is do mm-hmm. we end up where we thought it would right. based on what I initially believe? And I think that kind of brings it back to where you were at at the beginning. You know, it's like, being able to recognize if I'm not, if my, if my foundation is in error, I have to be able to acknowledge that Yes. versus just clinging tighter to it yes. in and, the hopes of propping it up. Yep. And I think pulling the thread <laughs> can be useful for that or can actually cement someone in their position, no matter how wrong at the, mm. when you get to the end of the thread, it's like, no, but it's right. And, you know, it's like depending on how hard you pull and how, mm. you know, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, and ultimately, at the end of that conversation, they may or may not agree. Again, it doesn't matter mm. if we come to the end of the conclusion and say, I feel like I proved my point, but, you know, it's up to you to mm. accept that. And so, like, if you like going back to the, the like using atheism, atheism and following it to its logical conclusion, well, there is no truth. There's no, and they would say, yep, I agree right mm-hmm. like because usually i wouldn't say most atheists atheists but i would say kind of the prominent ones we know of they've done the homework they followed the thread mm-hmm. as far as it'll go and they say i'm comfortable i accept what this means right mm-hmm. uh, i pulled the thread all the way down and i know that it means well there is no truth i know that my, my existence doesn't matter i understand mm-hmm. that what i do today i only do because it makes me feel good and i don't know why but it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. i'm gonna end up dust or whatever they they pulled those threads and they're still perfectly content to exist on that foundation and they feel like it's a solid one mm-hmm. right um and i think it's important to understand that that's not just true with atheism that's true from every polarizing viewpoint, right? And I think the value in this kind of conversation is providing new views into the ultimate truth so that over time, I can continue to evaluate my foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And so in that, let's go back to this conversation with this, you know, hypothetical atheist. That conversation may not end in them going, oh, you're right. <laughs> like, I do believe in a higher power named Jesus Christ, right. you know, son of God, whatever. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not a valuable input into their view that they can no longer discount or remove. You know, you may have had a, made some inroads in that, in that mm-hmm. way. And ultimately, it's about the conversation, you know, I think. Um, yeah. I also think, too, going back to the civilization thing, 
so many times it's much easier to visualize the bad as that side over there, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can see it. I got my binoculars and I clearly see they're, they're at fault. And that's why this is happening, right? So mm-hmm. let's go to dismantling a family. We can say, well, it's the liberal viewpoint. It's, you know, it's all these things. Um, it's, you know, d- d- Democrats or it's even in some cases Republicans doing, trying to do the right thing, but end up doing the right, you know, the, you can point to all these things and mm-hmm. The problem with that is it's short-sighted and it's exactly what the actual designer of that would want, right? So, you know, we believe not only in a higher power, we also believe in a lesser power named the devil who mm. is has some level of authority on this planet until Jesus says, okay, your time's up, right? And his best schemes are to be under the radar and accomplish his his means, his, his goal, which is destruction of faith destruction of god you know like try and get everyone off the track of god as much as possible but in a way he he knows he's it's most effective when he's not visible right so mm-hmm. if he can get you pointing your finger across the aisle at that other side right then so i think i think it's so important too often in these conversations to understand that there is something that is making you on the other side believe what you believe that's not good mm-hmm. right and probably on my side too right and understanding that ultimately we do have to appeal to that higher higher power and understand these relative truths are being influenced by the prince of the air by a, mm-hmm. a lion who's prowling right and it it influences in in our government it's influences in our media it's influences in um what i consume right like mm-hmm. what i let into my my heart and my brain um I don't know. I just think that's an important understanding to have. Like, there is this ultimate truth. There's Mark's version of the truth. There's Jeff's version of the truth. There's my version of the truth. And then there's this cloud between all of us. And it is evil, right? Which makes our view of the truth cloudy. Like Paul said, we have a view. We look through a glass darkly. You know, he's saying, like, I have a glimpse of the truth, but when I look through, it's like foggy, right? And that's evil that's our human nature which is inherently evil and we're redeemed when we accept jesus and he says you know despite that you get to get you know come on up to heaven because i'm putting my uh initiating my uh righteousness onto you imputing it right mm-hmm. because you don't have it because you have this darkness in you and all that kind of stuff. i don't know i'm kind of going off on a, a long I rabbit say, trail preach but. it preach it justin <laughs> preach it <laughs> i just think it's important to understand not only is hmm. there your truth and my truth and the truth, there's hmm. also this cloud that is... Confusion. Yeah. Hmm. Darkness, confusion, mm-hmm. doubt, mm-hmm. despair, you know, like... And I think it's interesting you bring up that point, too, because I think so often, you know, our our views of God, a higher power, you know, are reflected you know, from our hurts, as we talk about it so often, you know, hurts, habits, hang up type thing, Mm. you know, it's like, whether I would want, if I pull that thread, and I acknowledge that there is God, then my, my choices, my, my decisions, if you will, have consequences. And if I don't want those to have consequences, if I don't want to have to acknowledge, then I can do whatever I want to do which seems convenient in the moment, 
But I think so often as we're talking about, you know, down the road, historically speaking, you know, me just doing what I want to do and, and not factoring in the benefit of other people or, you know, how, you know, how truth is available. You know, I think that that has a consequence and I think it's part of the clouding. We don't want to always recognize, acknowledge that, okay, me just doing what I feel comfortable doing while it feels good in the moment isn't necessarily advantageous long term. Mm -hmm. And I think so often it is that confusion and it's that desire to to construct my view based on the hurts that I mm. desire to cover over or don't want mm. to acknowledge, it, it kind of help it, it causes me to live in that mm. shame that pulls back from truth, you know, mm. your truth, God's truth. Yeah. You know, we we want to it, it tends to want to we tend to want to live in that isolated shame. Mm. And, you know, I think even as we talk about other people, I have to acknowledge that myself, even who I am at times I want to pull back from that truth, if you will, even God's truth, because it's, it's illuminating. And, you know, and I think when, when we're able to recognize, okay, illumination isn't a bad thing, but it might be very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Like Mark sitting in the glare of the sun coming through the window. You're very illuminated, but you also yeah. look a little uncomfortable. No, I'm pretty good, believe it or not. The sun right is much. In the eyeballs. It's, it's getting higher, so we're good. I, the, 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 I just thought, man, that that was just so. I wish you know. I'm gonna take a picture, and then the sun came out from we, behind some clouds. When we post this episode, there you go. I'll, uh, we'll post it with our picture it, with Jeff. Exactly, it's literally glowing. You there have you a go. glow. Uh, I know I don't have a halo, so other than that, we're good. I mean, eh, nah. Jeff does, but yeah, you know, well. yeah, the sun's right on his head. Yeah, it's, it's going to start reflecting on his, the ceiling now. His top quarter-inch <laughs> follicles up there. Oh, you yeah. can definitely, you well, can. They're definitely you all uh, illuminated. It's halo-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my. That's how I see it. I see a halo. So. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, but yeah, I, I think it's important when we're able to recognize that it's not always that person over there. It's sometimes who I am. Yeah. I want I personally at times want to reject the truth because it illuminates the shame that mm -hmm. I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think so often it is that truth that gives us the freedom. Mm -hmm. To be able to say, okay, yes, this is who I am. I'm able to face it. Mm. I don't have to just keep propping up my my viewpoint in such a way that, you know, eventually it's like I have to deny that there is a spiritual realm even. Mm. You know, I think we go mm. so far as to say, well, I'll just be dirt and it doesn't matter. Mm. But yet, you know, as we as we think about that, you know, it's just it just seems so counter to who we are. You know, to recognize, well, there isn't really a spiritual realm and I'm not mm. concerned about that. But I think, you know, that's 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 the extremes we have to go to those fallacies, if you will. It's like, really? You know, is that what you boil it back to that? It's just uh, my my life ceases to exist. So there again, you know, that brings in the aspect purpose. You know, and I and I and I just really and I think, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we recognize how how important and I appreciate you bringing that God is truth, mm -hmm. you know, to the to the topic as far as being able to recognize how truth is such a foundational part of who God is mm -hmm. and what he desires to share with us in this complexity of life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
That's the, my the quote of Marx <laughs> that I like <laughs> is all truth is God's, God's truth. truth. That's yeah, not yeah, yeah. mine. That's well, not mine. That's why I like. Oh, yeah. I heard it from Mark first, and it was specifically in the context of at some point we were talking about having Mark teach at CR. This is what I remember, like okay. kind of the original when I heard you talk about it. Um, so Mark's also taught at CR, which is pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Celebrate recovery. And um, when I approached you, it was like, I think a lot of the things that you deal with in counseling or whatever, a lot of that training probably translates mm-hmm. pretty well to the steps and lesson, you know, of, sure. of CR. And I think that's when you kind of said, well, all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, exactly. Like there's stuff that you're learning and learned in counseling school mm-hmm. and to become a therapist that are directly aligned with the the lessons that we're learning in Celebrate Recovery. And and same with you, you know, you spoke on truth and you brought in math, right? And so mm-hmm. if if math is true, that's also God's truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 sure. if there's truth in the schooling that you got for therapy, that's God's truth. If there's truth in Celebrate right. Recovery, which is based on the 12 steps, which is based on Alcoholics Anonymous 12 step, like there is so much truth in that. Well, guess what? That's also God's truth. Mm. And I'm curious, Jeff, if you have any thoughts on that in terms of, is there truth that doesn't map back to God in some way, or like how would you how mm. would you define that? I will admit the first time I heard that phrase, "All truth is God's truth," I immediately said, "No, it's not," <laughs> because it it invoked in me images of of postmodernism, where someone is saying, "Well, it's my truth that mm. something or other." Sure, and well, obviously that truth doesn't come from God. That truth comes from a rejection of God. Hmm. But hearing you explain it like that, where if we use math or if we use science to figure out something that is constantly true, that is reproducible, that is predictable according to some, not maybe not supernatural, but some unseen plan. Sure then yeah, there's only one place that could come from within how I see it. And that, that source has to be God as, as truth. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because truth always comes back to some origin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a, mm-hmm. like you said, a plan. Yeah. Authority. And, and yes, authority. Yeah. Mm, a higher authority. Yep. And that's the thing about atheism and or big bang stuff like it's like you, if you just have to keep going back, okay, but where'd that come from? Okay, but where'd that come from? Okay, mm. but where'd that come from? Okay, but where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Right? And there's only mm. one way to get to an origin, and that's if you believe in this origin, right? You have to believe in an origin that supersedes everything. Yeah. No matter what you believe, you have to come back to an origin, right? Mm-hmm. There's no getting, there's no escaping origin. Right. Right? And so, we just happen to have a very convenient origin. <laughs> it's very well defined in, yeah. a, in a Bible called the book, and it's been authenticated. This origin idea has been authenticated throughout history because it's true, right? Hmm. But if you don't have that, you know, then your foundation's built on what? Like, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? And I would, I would, I think they would say, we also don't know. You don't know. I don't know. We can't know. Mm. We're an ant. Why would an ant know where an ant came from? Right? Well, if the creator of the world came down and said, hey, ant, 
just FYI, you were created by me for this purpose. You know, that's how you can know. Yeah. Mm. Which is pretty cool that sure. he gave us that opportunity to, to, to know our origin, mm-hmm. you know, unlike any other creature. We know exactly where we came from, what the plan was, what the, you know. Now we don't know at all because we're not the originator, right? right? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Origin is, a, I think, you cannot separate truth from origin, right? Like they kind of go hand in hand because truth hmm. is about con- going, continue to go back up the authority chain until you have a definitive source hmm. origin. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and it's kind of like math. Like like you said, you you take your premise and you just work backwards to the origin. And yeah. if it doesn't align with your premise, you have to fix your premise and do it again until you get to the origin. And you go, okay, we got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? Math mm-hmm. is, I, I heard it that math is the fundamental science because mm-hmm. it it's follows the, the mm-hmm. scientific method where you start with a hypothesis mm-hmm. and then you perform experiments. And if you don't reach the conclusion that you expected, you go back and refine mm-hmm. your experiment. Sure. Until you either prove your hypothesis true or false, mm-hmm. and what's what's interesting is people still reject. Well, okay, follows the scientific method, but it's not a science. But all natural sciences do eventually boil down to math. Mm-hmm. If you take if you take biology, the study of life, what does what does biology boil down to? Boils down to chemistry, how chemicals interact with each other. If you boil chemistry down, what are you left with? You're left with electromagnetic forces because mm. it's the forces behind the particles that do the reacting. Well, if you boil physics down, what do you have? You have math. Mm. And if you boil math down to its bare bones constituent parts, you end up with logic. Mm. If this, then that. True, mm. false. And um, that's why logic is very powerful when it comes to convincing people of, of opposing viewpoints, um, getting people to follow their arguments to their logical conclusions. Logic transcends culture. It transcends time. Mm. All cultures on earth have logical thinking, even though they speak different languages, they, they have different attitudes. It all boils down to, I don't do this if I know it's false mm. or if I know it's destructive. Mm. No one does that. You can think it's acceptable and follow it and then learn later that it is destructive, but no one mm. intentionally does something that they think or that they that they wholeheartedly believe is destructive. Mm. At least how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, until your mind is given over to a certain level of darkness. I mean, I, I, mm. I think of suicide as a perfect example, mm. right? Where at that point, I know exactly what what I'm doing is destructive. True. Um, I, I have dealt with suicidal thoughts. And one of the things that I remember thinking is, yes, I will be destroying me, but it's better for the mm. people in my life. Mm. Mm. And so as, as sick and twisted as that is, and I was in a very dark place when I was thinking those things, destroying something that needed to be destroyed mm. was better in the long run. Yeah. Mm. That was, that was my thinking. It yeah. might be different for, for good, someone else. That's a great point. Yeah. But um, that's, mm. that was just my perspective when I dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's, I, I agree with that. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I think still logic logic only works if you're willing to consider the if then then if this then that you know but if you're again denial mm. and and evil will want you to cling to something that's untrue mm-hmm. and therefore deny truth right and mm. and this occurs in Mark and Justin and Jeff mm-hmm. as well as you know the atheist who's terrible you know like or you know whatever the the liberal whatever at some point we get to a point where we look at truth and you say nah mm-hmm. I don't think so <laughs> Because my experience says this, you know, and my experience supersedes truth. And mm-hmm. that's just, again, that inherent, you know, for me, it's very clear. It's our inherent evil nature to follow evil naturally. It's our natural bent until we have a Savior who imparts his Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know that thing you want to do? Maybe don't do that. Maybe do it my <laughs> way, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, Jeff. I appreciate I'm still thinking on... Um, that that dynamic as you boiled it down because <clears throat> i from my perspective i i would have switched in that last analogy um as you were talking about the sciences and you know if i i would have flipped physics and math and and here's where that comes from and i, and I can be wrong of course but here's where because i think from my perspective in our culture you know we well look at the government and how it does finances. Okay. It doesn't was what I'm saying. <laughs> That's but, your truth, man. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, it, it is like, I see physics as taking other factors into consideration that math doesn't. You follow me to where, and I think our, like, I'm thinking of it in terms of um, like global warming. We have a formula that says, you know, this is global warming and this happens from my perspective based on math because it's this, this formula, Mm. but it doesn't take into effect the physics of all the other factors that are outside of that equation. Does that make sense? And, And granted, I'm, I'm willing to recognize that, yeah, math more fundamentally may take in all of those dynamics of physics, but that's not how I've seen it until we've had this discussion in that process of being able to recognize it. And it's because ultimately physics is, you know, a a science of math, Mm -hmm. you know, angles and and impact and vectors and all that stuff, this stuff, but you understand it's like, and I think so often I'm, I'm, I'm learning from you in that process to recognize that, yeah, math can be more fundamental but I think so often our viewpoint of what the, because I think as humans, our desire is to operate according to a formula. Mm-hmm. And our, our tendency is to say this, this, and this equals that. And yet there's only so many factors in my formula and life is more complex than that. So that's where I saw the difference between physics and math from my personal perspective, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to recognize, yeah, I agree with you in that sense that behind the physics, underneath the physics is a math. And then, like you say, that that makes the logic more possible as well. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I just wouldn't have, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective before. Yeah, I, I was mostly referring to like the the operations. Sure. So there are predictable ways in which physical 
material, you know, energy and, and matter interact with each sure. other. And we can represent those predictable interactions with addition, multiplication, division, integrals, sure. all those things. And um, so it's, it's the, the operational side of physics that boils down to mathematics Sure, in that way. Yeah. No, I like to say I appreciate that perspective. Yeah, it's almost like the problem is the inversion. <clears throat> Whoa, excuse me. <laughs> so uh, when you try and define physics through a mathematical formula, it, will, it can fall short, but you can properly invert that and s see the physics and then verify mm -hmm. it with math, but you can't create a math formula and then make physics match it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't invert that, and I think maybe that's... The problem that you're that you're yeah. you, you you were reading about or yeah. you know about the limitations yeah. yeah the limitations yeah so you can't you can't invert them yeah right I think I, and I think go ahead even to follow that um, sometimes we invert logic so we we say if this and that first and then we make life follow that yeah I don't know if that makes sense but we we come to a conclusion that's incorrect and we kind of invert logic. Is that, I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense. As I, as I say it out loud, I'm like, maybe that's not right. I'm still listening. I'm still listening. <laughs> stop listening. Everyone hit stop right now. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> just deciding. I think I, I think I lost my spot, but um, that's okay. Jeff, bail me out. <laughs> you guys me on have the spot. that. You should again. see the look he's got. guys have like, that relationship. I can't save that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was I was trying to go along with you, and I was yeah. I was trying to trying to see where you were going. Did you have an example in your mind that you were? No, because ultimately, um, I think what what my thought is, we come up with a conclusion, and then we live life to try and prove it, mm. which I think mm. is an inversion of how logic should work, right? Which is um, we have to look at our how life is based on the truth and we you know so i feel i guess that's kind of what i was getting as i think sometimes we invert that which causes problems and creates those denials and creates the bad foundation is because we've inverted uh how that should work um we've come up with how we want it to be and then we build a life based on that instead mm -hmm. of saying no what is it actually and than building based on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I can quite draw the connection to the okay. math and physics and all that, but um, I'm sure it's somewhat related and that it's truth-ish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> truth someone, someone more advanced than, than us can, That's right. can well, understand I was, I was, what you're talking about. I was thinking of Jeff's circle, the mm. analogy he had for the circle. The, it, you know, it tells the 360 degrees, you know, it's part and you had, you, you did your little, no offense. It was a little flex there on the stage. And you, you brought out the, I, did, I didn't even mean it to be a flex. <laughs> like when, when I wrote that part of the sermon, I was not intending to come across as like, Oh, well it, it sounded like a perfectly good flex. Oh, from the stage. Yeah, That's yeah. not the point, my intention. You, you know, it's like, I'm a math, you know, this is my formula. I'm a mathematics major. So it's like everybody knew where it was coming the, or it seemed as if everybody knew where it was coming from. The, the only reason I even called that out is because people started laughing. People started laughing at the nine uh, o'clock service too. And I paused for half a second because I'm like, why are people laughing? <laughs> this is serious. It, I meant it totally yeah. seriously. I, ah. didn't, I didn't mean it to be a flex at all. And then I realized, oh, maybe it's slightly more advanced than people were expecting on a Sunday <laughs> sermon. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it was too late to change it. And so I, I, I felt at, at the 11 to, to call out like, 
remember, I'm a math major. And so right, I, right. as is... a math major, I kind of have to. I'm obligated to give you the geometric definition of a circle. Sure. Instead of a, you know, layperson <laughs> muddled, muddied definition of yeah. what a circle is. And, and people laughed at the 11 o'clock, too. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. You know what I appreciated most about the circle? Hmm. It wasn't so much the formula as much as it you, you boiled it down to every circle is 360 points. And for me, that, that illuminated truth from that sense of that's how we often come at it is from our own individual 360th of the truth mm -hmm. and yet god is so much bigger that we just can't necessarily see it all the time but that doesn't mean that when i see that 360th that is part of that whole equation that says yes that whole 360 is god's mm -hmm. so any part of that 360 is still truth mm -hmm. You know what else that, was fascinating? That, you know? that, that, that from the look on your face, <laughs> I recognize that wasn't the intention. But it, it, you, if I may, you were you were bringing it back to the point of we know something based on this formula that says this is what it is. Yes, it, and it's the definition. Yes, and if, that's where if, if we follow the definition. Yes, to construct a circle. Yes, that is what we have. It right. cannot be anything yeah. else. Um, part of the look on my face <laughs> that had you so captivated just now is that I never mentioned 360 degrees. Mm. Really? I really didn't. Now, now, see there again, we're going to have to go back to the recorded version. Yeah, no, right. I'm just kidding. Right. But I, when, when you started the circle, would okay, and I'm Dude. not defending myself here, but I, I, I might not have heard 360, but did like point... I, I said, how did you define the beginning of a circle? The, or? the definition of a circle is uh -huh. for an arbitrary point O and distance R. Gotcha. A circle is the set of all points within one plane. Sure. Such that the distance between O and any point in that set yes. equals R. Gotcha. Yeah, Justin's flexing his bicep right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're laughing and, just like the people in, in church. They're laughing you, at me. You uh, <laughs> mistranslate the laughing. The laughing is like, holy crap. <laughs> that's smart i love it yeah and that's I, what and it I, is and i appreciate you because like you say yeah. the minute i heard point hmm. that's where i went you went to a degree then. i went okay. to that 360th i'd love to of that circle. take your well, your point and, and magnify it too because like which is not again it doesn't follow what he was trying to the point he was trying to make with the circle thing but the 360 <laughs> degrees you know the thing about a circle correct me if i'm wrong is there's infinite points on the outside of a circle. Mm -hmm. There's not a defined set of points. I hear you. They're infinite. I mean, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. So, which, I, when point. you think of God, yeah. he's not a flat plane. He's not a circle. It's it's more accurate to make it an orb. And now, a sphere. the infinite times infinite, right? Infinite times 3.14 or whatever. I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the math is, Jeff is just, he's just very upset he's with a, that. <laughs> Uh, and then you have your pie and you eat it too. So, uh, so if you want to get really mathematical, I ooh, do flex. Justin does. So a, both biceps. How, how, how many points are in the circumference of a circle contained in one plane? Well, is that pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you had it right. In there are infinitely points. many. Yeah. 
how many points are on the surface of a sphere? It's infinite times infinite, right? Like It's the exact same number. Ooh. How dare you? Well, infinite is the same numbers. Infinite times infinite, right? Well, see, that, that's that's the property yeah. of infinity. Infinity yeah, yeah. multiplied it, it is by, the same yeah. number, by any number is... It's that little sideways eight, no matter <laughs> yeah, what. Right. Infinite is yeah. infinite. Yeah. yeah. It's, so there, there are exactly yeah. as many points... Sideways eight. ...on a, on a circle as there are in a, in a sphere. You don't this have to multiply fun. it by anything. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I no, that's a good. It's I easier just... to visualize like, okay, it's not only infinite this way, I'm drawing a circle, mm-hmm. but then you rotate it and now it's infinite again, rotate again, and it's, mm-hmm. infinite, it's infinite this in this plane as it is this plane, you know, but again, it's the same number except it visually, it's like, no, it's just like even more infinite. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know. So saying? if it's infinite, how does it get divided into 360? Because well, that's the degree. That's the amount of clicks from the center. I'm curious because I think about things in degrees. I'm a construction mm-hmm. person, so of course I think about things. So yeah, that I think that goes back to what the Sumerians. They well, that's were the why first. I'm they were the first per- people to divide a circle into, or or to divide time by a number of sixty intervals. I gotcha. I because that was until this morning. That was the first time I'd really thought about. Yeah, there's a bunch of points. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I still think about mm-hmm. it as like a clock and having 360 minutes yeah. in it, if you yeah. will, around the clock. So, Which yeah. you could divide a circle as many points as you want. Like yeah, clock is an example. No, it's I agree. 12. I agree. Uh, we use degrees as 360, but you could go yeah. 892 if you wanted. Right? It has to be even, though, right? Well, you uh, could divide uh, seconds into milliseconds, and I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, so point became a degree for me mm-hmm. in the midst of your sermon. So that was that was where I was. That was how I was seeing it. So well, thanks for that's, sharing. That's that. an interesting perspective. That wow. that's where your mind went, and that's what you remembered, even though I never said it. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, go, it goes back to what you said about how there's. We still don't know if you didn't say it. So <laughs> well, until I, we have the, the truth, the evidence is there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with what you said because yeah. I'm willing to recognize how I would translate. Mm-hmm. A point. When you said the word yeah. point, I automatically thought, okay, one of 360. Because how often do we hear that? Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm, yeah, I'm also willing to recognize that's cool that in between each 360th, there's far more mm-hmm. parts. But yeah. Exactly. Infinite more, right? <laughs> there, yeah. there is no number. Yeah. That's where the yeah, sideways there is. eight comes the in. Eight turns out <laughs> come on Jeff. stay stick with us here <laughs> so yes well thanks for sharing that part now see yeah. uh, this is this is the uh this is the what do you would you call it the b plan no b-roll the b-roll yeah b-roll. this is this the, is the this a-roll is, this is the outside this is the, the outtakes stuff. this is the good the stuff. outtakes of what really <laughs> happened that's right you know the stuff the good stuff jeff that's left right. at home the on stuff the stuff he thought he didn't say but he actually did but he didn't but that's what you heard therefore he said it <laughs> mm-hmm. so this that's yeah. you know were, why coming back to that were it's there true. were there any other parts that you uh cut yeah just for the sake of time uh yes there when i when i've been writing sermons it's it, pretty much a, a general rule that if I if I preach for 33 minutes, uh-huh. I originally wrote enough material to preach for 50 to 60. Okay. So I, I'm cutting approximately half of my material in order <laughs> sure. to make time. And that's something I never expected. I, I honestly expected to struggle 
Oh, wow. But before I started writing sermons, I expected to struggle to fill the time, mm. but it's actually a struggle to keep myself mm. in time. Oh, sure. Which makes total sense now that I've seen so many pastors go over their allotted 35 oh, sure. minutes or whatever. I'm like, it's easy to do. It's yeah. very easy to do. Um, yeah, I, I talked about um, how how important it is to, to base your life on truth and why why my my sermons have been so heavy with scripture mm. um <clears throat> because i am not an authority my truth is no truth at all mm. um i forget where it says it in the bible where it says um they've been following a gospel which is no gospel mm. at all mm. in in the exact same way my truth is not mm. is no truth at all mm. and so there, there was a part I was hoping to be able to include, but there, there just wasn't time to do it, where I, I talked about that is the reason why my sermons are so heavy with scripture, because that's my purpose. Hmm. I, the reason I'm up on stage is to speak truth into hmm. your lives. Hmm. And if I'm not doing that, then I've lost my purpose. Hmm. And hmm. if I quote one scripture, I know I've said at least one thing that's true. Sure. So the more scripture I can quote, hmm. the more assurance I have that I'm speaking truth. Hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's fun. that's great point. I uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, I think often you know, <laughs> you've probably heard this. If you put this much scripture in it, people will fall asleep. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have heard that. Where yes. Yeah. If if all huh. you do is the, stand up there and right. read, and just read, read and read and read, you will you will put yes. people to sleep. That's just for the record. When you go listen to his message, you're not going to encounter that. Jeff does a great job presenting those scriptures as if he's just saying it himself. is is amazing, but there is truth to that, right? Where if you mm-hmm. just stand up and read scripture, mm. truth, it's still truth, but it's not going to hit the same if if mm-hmm. we just kind of go. In the beginning. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I was going to say, uh, oftentimes when I speak, I don't, I, I, I'm challenged by what you said. Definitely challenged by it. Because um, what I bring to the table is, what I have is me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I'm going to present me and trust that the Holy Spirit works himself through it. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I avoid scripture. I try not, you know, that's not, that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. But like, when you think of testimonies, um, very hmm. clearly the, the Bible says that is one of the most powerful things we have on this planet yeah. is our testimony, is hmm. my truth hmm. when it interacts with big G, capital T truth, but God truth, right? Like when, mm-hmm. when those things intertwine and that story builds itself, my mm-hmm. version of the truth versus his and how they start to align, that has a power that stands on its own, validated by scripture, right? Like the, yeah. the Bible says, um, by the word of our, what's that? Testimony. By the word of our testimony. Oh, what's the other part oh. of it? <clears throat> we triumph over the, the devil by the... Blood of the Lamb, blood and the of the word Lamb, of our and the word of our testimony. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, thank you. Yes, um, and obviously it doesn't say, and also God's word, but that's mm-hmm. a no-brainer. Um, and it says it many other places in the Bible. But it, there is something to almost kind of the opposite of what you said. I don't have truth, no, but I have my story. 
which interacts with the truth mm. and God uses that in us to, yes. when we share our story. And that's why we include personal elements, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Jim? A, a, a way of looking at that is not necessarily my, my story becomes the truth, mm-hmm. but when I apply the truth of God's word to my life, my life changes. Yeah. Yeah. And that might have been what you were saying without those words. That's that's just how how I see it. That it's it's nice. not necessarily I make God's word true by living a certain way. It's that God's word mm-hmm. proves itself yes. true mm-hmm. when I conform my mm-hmm. life to it. Yeah. I saw you as an infinite part of the circle, Justin. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. The sideways eight. <laughs> yes, you were a part of the circle That's in that right. moment. That's right. That this is yep. God's truth in my life in this Yes, whole this is bigger... my viewpoint on the infinite plane of, of yeah. the truth. And I think that's... The, I, the I, word I, my, I think, was the, the difference. Mm. Yeah. I but, like yeah. that you tied that back in, joke, joking or not. <laughs> no, seriously. Every a, person, I mean, we're involved in Celebrate Recovery, and mm. every other week we get a testimony. Mm. And it's one of an infinite number of viewpoints into that orb of truth, which is mm. God, right? It's a, a viewpoint. But every time you get another point, mm. that's another point that you have, a view that you have into the truth, right? So mm-hmm. your truth, that's why I love testimony so much. It's like they build your faith so much mm-hmm. because you're hearing oh god worked that way whoa oh in this way oh what oh mm-hmm. and then the opposite way like okay mm-hmm. and you're like building this orb of truth of who god is through the lens these infinite mm-hmm. points on a orb or sphere because it's the same number <laughs> to build out a broader and broader view and knowing that because it's infinite you'll never have all of the view because mm-hmm. it's a sideways mm-hmm. eight <laughs> but you, the more the more points you can get, the broader view you have of the truth, and that's what I love about testimonies, as opposed, you know, not as opposed, but in addition to mm-hmm. scripture, which is specific. I don't know, even even scriptures are a viewpoint, right? Like they're also points on this infinite sphere, mm-hmm. because the Bible has how many names of God, right? hundreds i don't know we talk about that we sing about Mm -hmm. it all the names of god and if we just take one of those and say this is who he is you know it's not enough that's why there's so many so they're all viewpoints and all these scriptures give us another viewpoint and so even all of scripture cannot give us unless we spend eternity you know sideways eight spending our time reading these scriptures and hearing the Holy Spirit teach us about it, right? Like, I'm using my... Justin, you're a regular mobile this morning. You know, that thing's spinning. You got hands flying all the way around in your sphere and you're pointing at... You're a mobile. I'm surprised you haven't knocked your microphone over. I give you credit. With all of your gestures. I got a lot of experience with this bad boy. That's exactly. And it started with Rowan, and it's just it's just ramped up from there. <laughs> the, the rest of the people, you're not getting my my. Hand this should have been video. This should have really been yeah. videoed. Yeah, been. we'll have Jeff back and video it. <laughs> uh, but you get the point. I we think. do, and I think what I like about what you were sharing is, you know, as we gain all of these different, you know, as you listen to someone share their testimony from that varied viewpoint. I think there's enough similarity to that other person that I can say, oh, 
that's very similar to what God's doing in my life. Mm. And I can see that person maybe a little further down the trail, you know, than I've been. And that gives me hope. Yep. And, you know, and then to be able to recognize, okay, yeah, that's God's, you know, process of developing hope Mm -hmm. is to be able to say, okay, yeah, as I've done it in his life, basing when, or his or her life, as they base their life on my truth, they go on this journey and that journey is possible for you. And even as you shared, Jeff, you know, that aspect of coming to know that a fuller aspect of the truth was basically what helped you overcome the lie Mm -hmm. of my life isn't important or, you know, it's an encumbrance to other people. And, you know, it's just, it's just neat to see how that truth transformed, Hmm. you know, your journey in from that dark place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, I know I don't want to keep Jeff's super duper much longer, but I'd love to wrap up with the final question if that's, of course, if that's, that's cool with both yeah. of you, uh, which is, can you draw the line, draw a connection? Because I was going to start talking about it, but I <laughs> this, we struggle with this, right, Mark? When we get a guest in here, we're like used to doing all the talking. We're like, shut up, shut up, Justin, yeah. shut up, Justin. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't say that. No, but I really, I think I would love to hear your perspective on this, uh, Jeff. The connection between truth and hope mm. because it can go the other direction. Like hope is diminished when we, you know, I would love to hear your, your connecting those dots. Cause when I hear you speak about truth, I hear hope. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does that make sense? This was a, a point I covered in my sermon where if God is truth and mm. everything he says is truth, then what should we think when he makes a promise? Mm. We can count on it. Sure. And their worry and doubt, though God understands it because he was tempted in every way we were, it is simultaneously a bit of an affront because Mm. he's saying, I am truth and I promised this would happen. Mm. And so for you to doubt means you don't believe that I am truth. you're, You're not accepting my word as you should. And... And so if we, if we have the correct perspective that nothing God says is false, when he promises to do something, it will happen. Hmm. We have no reason to doubt. We have no reason to fear. We have no reason to worry. It will happen. We can count on it. And God's word promises multiple times that when we turn our faith over to him, when we turn our lives over to him, hmm. um, in, in Deuteronomy, Moses said, I lay before you life or death. Mm -hmm. And I want you to choose life. God wants you to choose life. And if you choose life, you can count on these promises to be fulfilled. Mm. And that for you becomes the source of hope. For for me, that's hope. Yeah. And it's, it's not hope in the sense of like, oh, I hope it doesn't rain. Mm. Um, We, we've, we've lost. Yeah. We, we, I think we've lost a little bit of what the biblical, idea the biblical concept of hope actually means because we've watered it down in modern english where hope is optimism Mm. i hope you have a good day well i can't control it i'm just optimistic Mm -hmm. or 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 whatever but in the biblical sense when when the writer of hebrew says we have hope Mm. in our our coming salvation he's not saying we're optimistic he's saying we have confidence based on facts, based on evidence, mm. based on God's ir- irrefutable 
promise, an mm. unbreakable promise that it will happen. Mm. And that's how we're able to live our lives fearless um, mm. with, with the authority that God says, I, I'm releasing you into the world to go with my authority and be bold for the gospel mm. because we have this hope. Sure. Confidence. That, yes. We have, we have that confidence and assurance sure. that God's word will be fulfilled. Yeah. Well said. Yes. Nice job. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you, yeah. not just for that answer, but thank you for taking Your the participation. time. participation. Yeah, mm-hmm. come yeah. on over here and let us make you a little nervous and pick well, at you a little bit. Yeah, I don't, it, you guys didn't make me nervous. I think it was mostly a self-inflicted thing. <laughs> well, but. I tried. I was tried to make you nervous. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, I how, tried to assure you. How, that they, how, how, many, how many people are going to be subject to execution because of that judge was not convinced by the things I said? <laughs> We'll get back to you on oh, that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks thanks for sharing. Yeah. Really. Appreciate you uh, you joining us. Yeah. And thanks I, for sharing how you see the it. Invite. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how we see it. Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.